0: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: The commercials are over. Yo, I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH.
2: On the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip Podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts.
3: All right, welcome back in, everybody, to Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster here with you on this Thursday, which means we're joined by our pal Chelsea Messenger getting ready for conference championship weekend in the NFL, typically one of the great weekends on the NFL calendar. Uh, games deliver in this round historically. Chelsea, how are you this morning?
0: Doing well. We've got some great games on the slate, but I think the one that everybody's watching and not just in your neck of the woods, I think is going to be the Ravens and the Chiefs game. It feels to me that that's going to be the better game of the two, and I'm very excited to watch.
3: So let's dig into that one first. It is the first game up on the schedule. The Chiefs are... Three-and-a-half-point dogs. I'm curious to hear how this is being uh, viewed by Sharps and the public. My guess is that there is more money going to the Ravens from the public, although you have the Mahomes thing. It's it's curious because they've been so dominant this year, but what are the trends right now?
0: Well, I'm looking at the real-time numbers over at BetMGM right now, and it is dead even. 50% of the money on the spread is on the Chiefs. And 50% of the money is on the Ravens. If you look at the money line, the Ravens have a slight edge at 52%, Chiefs at 48%. But I think what's really throwing people for a loop is that stat about Patrick Mahomes as an underdog against the spread. 9-1-1 ATS as an underdog in his career. He is entering the territory of the one sentence handicap where you just don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. We used to say this about Tom Brady, and I kind of laughed. And I remember saying this going into the Super Bowl. People saying, oh, don't bet against Tom Brady. The Bucks getting points against the Chiefs. I thought to myself, well, this is stupid. It's a team sport. But you know what? Guess who won that Super Bowl? It was Tom Brady and the Bucks. So Patrick Mahomes is certainly entering that territory. But this is a tough one because I think everything on paper is suggesting maybe the Ravens are the play, especially at home. But I, for one, will not be going against the trend of Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. So
4: a week ago, Chelsea, Josh Allen had a really good rushing game against Kansas City's defense. He ran for over 70 yards on the ground. Uh, And knowing how good of a runner Lamar Jackson is, I would imagine that part of the Baltimore game plan will be to get Lamar Jackson out in space, You know, try to gash that run defense for Kansas City. So uh, knowing that, uh, at least that being my opinion, is there a good prop as far as what Lamar Jackson can do on the ground?
0: Yeah, you and everyone has noticed this. Uh, Lamar Jackson's rushing prop earlier in the week was 59.5. Now it is sitting at 64.5. Five yards on a rushing prop is a pretty significant move. So I'm pretty sure everybody else is seeing what you're seeing. And I think it's right, though, because I think this is one of the better angles in the postseason. It's looking at quarterback rushing props. Obviously, these numbers are based on regular season numbers. This one has inched up quite a bit. But still, Lamar Jackson is going to run more when the season's on the line. And clearly, this is what's been working, you know, for the Ravens. And it just worked, like you said, for Josh Allen and the Bills. Josh Allen went over his rushing prop against the Chiefs in the first half alone. So, looking at Lamar Jackson's rushing prop at sixty-four and a half, if you want to take the yards, also if you want some plus money, Lamar Jackson to run in a touchdown is even money. So, uh, Lamar Jackson plus one hundred anytime touchdown, I think, is a pretty solid play as well.
3: Uh, Chelsea, in that game, as we look at you know the the trends of what the teams we look we know two things that neither of these teams has been particularly strong defending the run this year. And I think both teams really want to run the ball as a part of their identity. Does that do anything to what we look at in totality? Like, does that lower your expectation for a total? Do you just attack player props in that way? But both of these teams are near the bottom of the league in yards allowed per carry. The Ravens ran at 43 times last week. I think the chiefs, we're about 50-50 on their split, which is, for Andy Reid, a significant number. But does that sort of thing alter any way you look at this?
0: I think we've seen it tick down in the total for this reason. Uh, I think whenever you see the marquee names like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Holmes, you instantly think, okay, it's going to be an over. We're going to see fireworks. But this total opened at 45, now down to 44 and a 44.5, even though we're still seeing a significant amount of money coming in on the over. 84% of the money right now at BetMGM is on the over, and I will say 44.5 is a pretty palatable total. You know, it's sitting there kind of right in the middle to where we know both of these offenses certainly have explosive potential, and I think that's kind of what you're gambling on. You know, if you, you take an under there, you are just hoping that you don't get the big play from either of these teams, and especially if it's a two-minute two minute drill. Because it feels like Patrick Holmes, probably the best in the game. At that, we know they can score quick. So I think that's how I'm reading into it. But you're right. It's wild how the Chiefs have really become such a balanced team when they still have the best quarterback in the league.
4: Do you think it's too risky to jump on anything regarding Mark Andrews in this game? It sounds like uh, he, he may be returning for the game coming off that injury. Uh, is it more of a, a sneaky play to maybe see if there's something that he can do in this game or stay away considering he's coming off of injury?
0: Yeah, it didn't really pop up on my radar because I'm just not sure if we can guarantee it. Obviously, when he is on the field, he is the security blanket for Lamar Jackson, especially in the end zone. He's not quite the level of like Brady and Gronk and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but he's certainly up there. I know he doesn't get the name recognition, but certainly one of the better tight ends in the league, but also coming off an injury. And also, I think this is going to be a game where the Ravens are going to be running the football. So that kind of goes against my game script. So I think I'll stay away.
3: All right. Let's, uh, anything else before we look at the NFC Championship game, Chelsea, that you want to mention on Chiefs Ravens?
0: Yeah. Do we think Travis Kelsey's back? Because you can still get mm-hmm. him plus money yeah. for an anytime touchdown, plus 115. I think that's a solid look. It feels like his confidence back. It feel, is back. It feels like Travis, or excuse me, Patrick Mahomes' confidence has always been there in him. Uh, so I feel like that's a solid look as well.
4: Yeah, let's talk yeah, NFC he, Championship he's game. He's back. He's yeah, back, by yeah, the way. Yeah. He,
0: yeah, I agree. Yeah,
4: he'll be good. Let's talk NFC Championship game, Chelsea. So, you know, obviously uh, it, what the Lions have been able to do uh, to continue on in the playoffs. And and with the Niners, I know that they've been you know, obviously the number one seed and the top team in the conference. But Brock Purdy looked kind of average a week ago. We don't know the status of Debo Samuel for this weekend. What do you like in this NFC Championship?
0: Yeah, have we seen a definitive answer on Debo Samuel? I know he I didn't like practice. He didn't
4: practice yesterday, but I don't think that there's anything that has for sure come out about him.
0: I think you wait and see. Yeah. I think he is a huge part of the offense. That I don't want to put any money on this game until I know if he is going to play. I think when you watch the games, you kind of realize that by the eye test. But finally, some numbers. Get up, uh, ESPN tweeted this out the other day. Yards per play for the the Niners when Debo's on the field is 7.1. When he's off the field, it dwindles to 5.6. Uh, quarterback uh, ranking or rating, excuse me, for Brock Purdy, 74 when Debo's there, 65 when he is not. So clearly, a bigger part of this offense than I think people realize. It's not just Christian McCaffrey, you know. It's not just Brock Purdy. Debo Samuel is a huge part of the offense. So I'll wait and see there. I do think it's probably the Niners that advance. This is a great bounce back spot for Brock Purdy because we've seen it over the course of the year. He's kind of struggled against some of the better defenses in the league, but that's not the case going against this line secondary that throughout the season has given up the second most yards per attempt and also back-to-back games of giving up at least 349 pass yards to Baker Mayfield and Matt Stafford. So I think he does have a nice little spot here to look a little bit better than we saw last week. Uh, I think the Niners are probably the play, but seven, a little too rich for my blood, especially until we know the status of Debo Sam. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
3: Yeah, I, it's it's too rich for me, too, because it just feels like that Lions are playing with house money here. These games in this weekend, I mean, this is just off the top of my head. I haven't looked this up, but they feel like they're generally pretty close. I, it is the Jared Goff thing, though, outside that scares me. Like they, He's really like, if you go back and look at the games they've played this year— he has, like, one game in Chicago where you're in a cold-weather city that was on the road. He's played a lot of road dome games. He's played a lot of road games in, like, Florida and California. So, and, and in that game against Chicago, he wasn't very good. And and I know that, like, historically those trends are that. That's, that's what's scaring me about the Lions, even though I know the weather's supposed to be okay. It's the fact that he's got to get out of the friendly confines and the cozy dome there and head outside. Does that concern you at all?
0: Well, he is from California, and supposedly he's supposed uh, supposed to have a bunch of family there. So I don't know if I would call it the opposite of friendly confines, but you're right. It is a different environment when you're playing on a different surface and, you know, a different environment. I think what scares me the most about playing the Lions, because you look at the number and you say, okay, seven is a lot. But look at the entirety of the NFL postseason. Out of 10 games, there have only been two where the spread has mattered. And what I mean by that is, you know, a game in which the favorite wins, doesn't cover. I think that was uh, both the Niners and the Lions going into this one. But that means eight of the games, you just pick a winner. And that's a trend that we've kind of seen in the NFL postseason over the last couple of years. So I know it sounds daunting to take the seven, but in a lot of these games where there's been big mismatches, the spread hasn't mattered.
4: I've had a hard time with the Lions this entire season as far as betting the running game between what they do and how they utilize both David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. So in a game like this, when you've got both of those weapons who do different things for this team, what's the best way to bet either or or both Montgomery and Gibbs?
0: Yeah, usually when there is a running back tandem that splits carries, that's those are guys I don't bet on unless you want to bet on anytime touchdowns, because you can get both for plus money. You can get David Montgomery plus 125, Jameer Gibbs also plus 125. If you bet both of them and one of them hits, you're still going to win yourself a little bit of money just because the odds are plus money. Like maybe that's the way you do it, but in general, you know, running back duos, not the best way you know, that I like to bet on. I think you could probably make a case for betting some sort of Christian McCaffrey overs. We have seen that he will take a team on his back, but the Lions have actually been pretty solid against the run, at least statistically speaking. So I don't know. I don't think I'm banking on any of the running backs uh, in that game.
3: I want to go back to, to Jared Goff for just a second. What, what an opportunity for him to prove something. But to that home road thing, and I want to go all in on the Lions here just for fun. Man, he's been over the last two years like 20 points worse on the road. He's so at home, he's got 42 touchdowns to nine interceptions on the road. It's 17 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. I'm worried about him up against this defense, even if San Francisco's offense struggles without Debo. Because if Debo doesn't play, I do think that they will. I'm kind of looking at an underplay here when you look at those factors, right? If Debo's shaky, if Goff is not nearly as effective on the road, 51's a lot of points for two teams that are at least decent defensively.
0: Oof, an under and a Lions game. I don't think you're going to sell me on that with that secondary. I know. I get what you're saying, but I do think these are correlated. So if you think the Lions kind of stand a chance, maybe you go with an over here. But if it's an under game and the Lions aren't getting anything going – like, we've kind of seen against some of the better competi- uh, competition. Like, I'm trying to remember the score of the, the Ravens game. because they get scrub by the Ravens. I believe that was an underperformance. So, we'll see. But I don't know. Uh, I feel like even if you wanted to do a same-game teaser, if you believe in the Niners in this spot, you could get the Niners at minus one. And then you bump down the total six points to 45 you hit the over there because I do think that's a, a palatable enough total especially for this 49ers offense because I think that's the sabotage factor if you take the under this Niners offense has had some of the best numbers of any team in the NFL and look at how many weapons they have if Devo Samuel plays even just as a decoy you know he opens up some of the other weapons George Kittle coming off for great game as well I think that's why I would be too nervous to take an under just because the Niners offense has so many weapons
3: All right, uh, anything else in that game that you're looking at as far as player props or anything else we need to be on for Niners-Lions?
0: I think there's more volatility with that game, so nothing else on that one. I think I'm really loading up on Chiefs-Ravens. I like a lot of props on the Ravens, I think. And here's the one I wanted to ask you about, the field goal kicker props. Harrison Bucker seems pretty reliable, and the Ravens have been – yeah, the, the Ravens have been one of the best red zone defenses in the NFL, ranking second overall in touchdown percentage. Do we think there's a lot of field goals here? I think the the line's one and a half for field goals for Harrison Bucker. Feels like that might be a play. Uh,
3: my text thread buddies are going to love that, Chelsea, because I've been on the Butker over one and a half auto bet for a while now. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, been my, it's been one of my absolute favorites, and why wouldn't you take it in this game? I'm with you on that one. I love it.
0: Yeah, that or kicking points over six and a half, which is two field goals, extra point, or
3: you know any variety of the math that you get to get there. Yeah, that's I haven't looked at it that way, but that is a good point. We can and and probably Justin Tucker for the same reason. Chiefs have been very bend don't break too. One of the best yardage defenses in or football and and all of those things. So uh, kicker kicker fest there in Baltimore, <laughs> Chelsea. We appreciate it. Uh, good luck. Have fun with championship weekend. I know it's one of the most fun on the calendar. And then, of course, we'll have Super Bowl. My goodness, we're going to have a Super Bowl to talk about here pretty quick.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. And good luck to your Chiefs. I feel like they might need it.
3: We appreciate it. Thank you, Chelsea. That was the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. We're up against it. We're behind schedule. Jad's going to give us hell during the break but we'll get caught up we're gonna take a break here on sports daily 97.5 and
2: 1240 kfh we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof